0: You're listening to the One Church GR podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Our church service meets at 1115 a.m. at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Now, enjoy the message. We're going to be starting a series, and this is a, a short little series as we move into Thanksgiving. And uh, I kind of came up with this cool title called Thankful Tude. And I was like, "Dude, that's a that's a sweet title." And then I looked it up, and there's like 50 other churches that did it. And I was like, "Ah, whatever. We're still gonna do it." But my question to you, as we start this series, is, who loves to complain? Anybody love to complain? <laughs> some of you, some of you are like completely honest, right? And some of you are like, ah, no, I don't like to complain. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about." I. I love to complain. I, I, I seriously, I, there are times in my life where I see, it seems like all I'm doing is complaining, all I'm doing is just griping about something, and I just think it's human nature. Some of us do it more than others. Some of us, you know, we can kind of navigate it, uh, but I just think that complaining is just a part of who we are, and it's for me, it's one of those things that has been uh, at times a struggle. Just to overcome the negativity of what's going on in life. And here's the thing, even as a follower of Jesus, sometimes I gripe and complain. Anybody relate to that? I don't know, you can. Most of you can. It's a dead fly. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about for these next two weeks. Thankfulness. So today we're going to be talking about what are you thankful for? Next week, we're going to talk about who are you thankful for? Because I think to, to distinguish between the two is important, but my question is, are you a grumbler or are you thankful? I have been both in my life, and I can give many, many examples, and I was processing this message. I was like, okay, God, show me the times in my life where I wasn't really that grateful And I started thinking about Christmas. When I was 10 or 11, I had on my Christmas list to get a Transformer. Everybody remember what Transformers are? This was an F-14 Tomcat Top Gun Transformer, right? So this thing was awesome, and Christmas came, and I didn't get it. I was mad. I was like, how could you not get me this one gift? My mom and dad are here. No offense, mom and dad, okay? You tried your best. You tried your best. But I was not grateful. In fact, I was a little hurt. Like you didn't get me this transformer that I wanted. The next year, Christmas came. I got the transformer. And I was bummed because I wanted something else. So which is it, right? I got the gift that I wanted a year ago, but now I don't want it because I want something else. I still found an opportunity to complain. I still found an opportunity to grumble and not be happy. And you fast forward a couple uh, years in my life and uh, another instance where I think I learned my lesson because this was an opportunity for me to grumble, to be mad, to, to, to get angry. But I really felt in this particular instance, I kind of overcame that and walked away with a thankful and grateful attitude. In 2006, I was 28 years old. This was the last year that I would be eligible to try out for American Idol. <laughs> You laugh, okay, because this was a big deal. I had so many people coming up to me going, hey, Brian, you know, go try out for America. I had zero interest in this, okay. Go try out, go try out, go try out. I'm like, finally, okay, I'm going to go try out just so you guys will stop bugging me. So I, uh, Melissa, my wife, and I were like, okay, why don't you do it? So the closest tryout was in Minneapolis. So I buy a plane ticket. I fly out there. The only thing is three weeks prior to that, my youngest son, Sam, had been born. So I had a newborn at home, and I left them. I flew to Minneapolis, and I've got to tell you, this was the weirdest experience of my life. So they, you're in an arena, and they line you up. There's probably 20 different producers, right? And you line up, four in a row, and they go, sing, 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 sing move on. Just like that. So I get up there. I start singing about 10 seconds in. Next. And that was it. (laughs) And part of me wanted this and part of me didn't want this. But in that moment, I actually was grateful because I had been praying, God, if this isn't what you want, just close the door. Close the door and it was shut. I mean like boom. <laughs> yeah, it ain't happening. No, nah. like dude, I don't next, all right? So, and my dreams of seeing Simon and whoever else was there were dashed. But I was grateful because I actually had a perspective that no matter what, when I go home, I have a wife, I have a newborn child. Life is good. I was able to focus on the good things in life instead of the disappointment that I had experienced so my question to you is what are you thankful for if I were to ask you what are you thankful for what would you say why is it important to have a spirit of thankfulness and gratitude especially as followers of Jesus why is it so important that we, we be thankful, have a spirit of thankfulness? I believe as Christ followers, as Jesus followers, we have zero reason not to be thankful. Zero reason. But yet we grumble and we complain. This is what it says in Colossians 2, 6 and 7. It says, so then just as you've received Christ Jesus as your Lord, continue to live, <clears throat> live your lives for him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing of thankfulness. Overflowing of thankfulness. Is that you? Is that you? It sure as heck hasn't been me at times. I think as human beings, we're inherently selfish. So we always tend to to, to lean towards what's best for us, what's in it for us, and not have a spirit of gratitude, but it says an overflowing of thankfulness. It should just pour out of us. When people meet us, what's different with that guy? What's different with her? There's this overflowing of gratitude and thankfulness in their lives. Even though they're going through stuff, it's overflowing. This is what it says in First Thessalonians 5, 14 through 18. I want you to hear this. That we And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Be patient with everyone. To say, I want to repeat that. <laughs> Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As I read this and I think about what this is saying in First Thessalonians, I fall short. Maybe some days I'm pretty good at this. I mean, be patient with everybody. Have you, have you driven? Okay. Are you on the road? Be patient with everybody. Rejoice always. What is that? What is that? When I got to wait at a stoplight for more than five seconds, I'm not rejoicing. Pray continually. But yet it says, this, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus so again what are you what are you thankful for what are you thankful for in your current circumstance are you allowing your situation in life to influence to influence your sense of gratitude and thankfulness that's where I'm at most days Whatever's going on, whatever, whatever's happening in my life, I let that influence my emotion, my decisions. A good example of this is the story of Daniel. A lot of you know this story, Daniel in the lion's den. You know, I say that, you're like, oh yeah, I remember Daniel. But Daniel, in my opinion, showed a great sense of gratitude and thankfulness, even though he was persecuted thrown in a lion's den. Daniel was, was royal blood. He was from the bloodline of David, and yet he's serving the king, and the king was his friend, but he wouldn't worship the king as God, so they threw him in a, in a, in a lion's den. But before that, when the decree went out to worship the king as God, and he said, no, I'm not going to do it. This is what it says in Daniel 6.10, and I love this. He says, and now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows open. Towards Jerusalem, three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Three times a day, on his knees, praying, giving thanks to God, three times a day. Anybody? Now, you don't have to raise your hand. (laughs) I'm lucky to get one. And David and Daniel was, had this sense of, of thankfulness even as they threw him in the lion's den. And, and then at the, the, the king comes over and he's like, hey, Daniel, are you still alive? And Daniel's like, yep, I'm still here. He Dan, said, Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel. Shut the mouths of lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. David trusted God, had faith in God, in the circumstance. He could have complained, he could have grumbled, he could have said a lot of things, but three times a day he got on his knees and thanked God. And he did not have the best circumstance or situation. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? The thing with Daniel too, and I think this is kind of key, and at least where I feel some conviction, is that I think thankfulness, in so many ways, is birthed out of humility. Daniel understood that. Humility gives you a perspective of thankfulness. Because you're not looking at what you are going through. You're not looking at your circumstance, what's in it for you, what you want. It's all about what God wants. I think, um, I think one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things that keep you from being thankful is pain, struggle. And when you're in the pain and the struggle, it's hard to see that God is faithful. It's hard to see that God still loves you. I came across this story about a week ago, uh, a girl named Abby. Um, I had a video I was going to show, but it's not working, but I kind of want to just tell the story to you where um, Abby uh, was full of life. She danced. She, she was involved in a lot of things. She sang. But on the inside, something was going on with Abby where she was struggling. She went to a counselor, didn't help. And during COVID, she kind of got isolated and at the age of 14, ended up taking her life. And as I I watched this video and I saw her parents talking about it, with her broken heart, with her broken lives, they said, you know what? This is a horrible thing that happened to us, but we're going to take something bad and we're going to turn it for good. So Abby loved baking. So they started this, this, uh, baking giveaway thing and it had a, a thing with her story and, and, and would say, hey, if you are struggling with mental health or struggling with something in your life, call this number. Her parents had a choice. They could sit there and they could grumble and they could like, oh man, this, this is the worst thing ever. But no, they turned what was bad into good. They were thankful for their daughter's life. They were thankful for the times that they had with her. So many times we let our circumstance determine our gratitude and our thankfulness. And if I could, just for a second, speak to those who may be in this room, may be listening to the podcast later. If that's you, if you're struggling with even getting up in the morning, you're struggling with self-worth, you're contemplating suicidal thoughts, can I just say to you, say something. Here at One Church, we want to we wanna walk beside you. You can go to onechurch.one, fill something out, we'll contact you, we're going to get you help, whatever. But if that's you today, please, please, please say something. I've seen it all too often where nobody says anything, and it's too late. But what are you thankful for? This is what it says in Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful Do you have peace in your life? Again, I think there are days I I have better peace, I have more peace, but do you have peace in the storm, in the trial, in the hurt, in the pain? I'm reminded of, I think we all want it. We pray for it, but sometimes it's hard to find and i think this old hymn kind of kind of puts in context finding peace in the storm and many of you know the the story of this this old hymn and it really is about horatio spafford who is going to send his family and they're going to go to england And they're going to be uh, involved in some evangelism stuff going on over there. Uh, Horatio got uh, stuck behind in some business stuff. So he sends his wife and four daughters, puts them on a boat, heads to England. As they're going to England, the boat uh, sinks. He loses his four daughters. His wife survived. He gets a a telegram that just says, alive, alive saved alone so here he is not with his wife his four daughters are gone so Horatio gets on the 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 next ship and he heads out to find his wife and when he's on the ship they come across the part of the ocean where the, the boat sank and he looks and if it's me and I see the this, this, this spot where my four daughters perished, am I going to be thankful? Probably not. And I, am I going to be at peace? Far from it. But here's Horatio Spafford who pretty much has lost everything and he's on this boat and he comes to the place where his daughters lost their lives. And he writes this when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know. And this is it. It is well. It is well with my soul. Like I said, I've sung this song a million times, and even as I was preparing the message, I'm, I'm reading the story, I'm getting a little choked up, Horatio had such gratitude over grumbling. He had such thankfulness in the storm. And he, he worshiped while he's on that boat and said, you know what, God, no matter what, it is well with my soul. How many times in my life have things gone wrong? And the last thing I thought was it is well with my soul. I thought, oh, no, another thing in my life. Oh, no, this, you know, why do you hate me, God? What, why is this going? What, what is happening? I never thought to say it is well with my soul. And here's Horatio Spafford who lost four of his daughters. When peace like a river, whatever happens, I know that I can trust you and have faith in you. He had peace in the storm. He chose peace. He chose thankfulness. And here's the thing about gratitude and thankfulness. You got to choose it. Because it's not in our human nature to just be thankful because we're selfish, because we're sinners, because we're fallen. You have to choose it. And on that day, On the ocean, in the Atlantic Ocean, Horatio Spafford said, it is well with my soul because he chose it. So, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful that God loves me. I'm thankful that I have a God that in those moments where I don't choose thankfulness, he still loves me. I'm thankful for a God who sent his one and only son, Jesus, for my sin and my mess. And if you're here today and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not a Jesus follower. I'm still trying to figure this out. I am thankful that he sent you here today. I'm thankful that as you leave this place You can be in your car or whatever, and you can have an experience with Jesus and feel his love and his grace. I'm thankful for a God that loves us that much. I'm thankful for the peace that he offers in the storm, a peace that is beyond all understanding, as it says in Philippians 4-7. I'm grateful for his forgiveness and his mercy, but some days I miss it. You have to choose to be thankful. You have to choose it. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful that two years ago, out of nowhere, God said to go plant a church. I'm thankful that He's taking me through this season. Every step has been a challenge, has been a learning experience, but I can honestly say today as I stand here, I'm so thankful for it because I'm not the same person because he did something in my heart. What are you thankful for? So here's my challenge this week to you, to me. I want you to do this. Write it down, whatever you need to do. Make a list Of what you're thankful for. Very easy. Make a list of what you're thankful for. Reflect on it. Reflect on it. Choose gratitude over grumbling every day. We have a lot to be thankful for. Especially in this nation that we live in. We're blessed. We're blessed. All of us. God, I I pray for our hearts. I pray for my heart. That every day I choose thankfulness. I choose a spirit of gratitude for what you've done, what you're doing. May I see the blessings that you're pouring out every day, God. The small ones, the big ones, may I not miss them because I'm so caught up in my own stuff that I miss it. Reveal them to me. Reveal them to us, God, as we make a list of what we're thankful for. Those things in our lives that we, maybe we take for granted, God. And give us a spirit of peace. So, Lord, we, we, we're asking for your help. Because we need you in this. And we love you. Thanks for loving us. And we're thankful for you. In Jesus' name, let's say it together. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the One Church GR Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at OneChurch GR or find us on the web at OneChurch.one. Also, our service time is 1115 AM at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Thanks again for listening.